Today's daf is daf Chavches. We began the Mishnah on Chavzayin Amadbeis for the new parak, the fifth parak. Now we're beginning the Gemara. The uh, beginning of the Mishnah, the Gemara, the Gemara, the Mishnah made a comment. It says, "Kashem Shamayim Boitkin Oiso, Kach Hamayim Boitkin Oisoi." So it says, just as the waters check him, uh, check her out which means that determine whether she or not committed any type of prohibition, so too the waters check him. Now the question is, who is the him? It's not clear. The pronoun him, it's one, it could be one of two people it's referring to. It could either be the husband or it could be the paramour. So the woman wants to know who the him is. So the says, Oisai Leman. So who is the Oso? Which, to which person is that Oso referring to? So if you want to tell me that it's going on the husband, Simona says, why does the husband need to be checked out? Lebal, my Ovid, what did he do wrong? Lechorah means, I understand you need to check her out. She did something wrong. But what did he do wrong that you need the water check to check him out? Now you might argue, and we're going to learn this the way Rashi does. I'll tell you the Rambam has a completely different take on this. But the way Rashi learns this is, De'i is be'avon bat kile mayo. So maybe you'll tell me that. Also he. Because there is a vera that possibly he could have performed. Remember, after the sota, this way Rashi learns, after he did the kinoi and stira, he's not allowed to have relations with her. So therefore, maybe the waters will check her out, but also check him out. What will it check him out to see? Is that if he had relations with her after the, uh, after, after the stira. So maybe that's what it means, that it checks him, her out from Aveira, and it checks him out from Aveira. It's a very big chiddish to say that because he violated, which is only a iser, it's only a, a, a minor iser, having relations with afterwards, that the waters would have an impact on him. Lechora, what does it mean the waters have an impact on him? It means that he would blow up. So some want to say it means that there'll be some physical evidence, but doesn't mean that he'd actually die for it because it's not a capital offense that he that he performed. But nevertheless, so therefore it says so therefore maybe you'll tell you you can't say that because we're going to show in the next couple of lines that that's not the din. The din is that if the husband had relations with her after seclusion, the waters are ineffective completely. So that can't be what the Mishnah means. It can't mean that the same way as the waters check her out and have a, have a, and, 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 and result in her demise if she did something wrong, the same way it'll result in his demise if he did something wrong. And was it referring to having the relations after she after stira if, if if they had relations after stira then the waters are completely ineffective, ineffective altogether asks the gemara and the says like this lechaira ki is be'avain day if he has that sin by him again according to rashi so much that he lived with her after she secluded herself me does the water even check does it check on her it doesn't check for her it doesn't even work because Vatanya, we learned in the Bryce of a Nikka Ish, Mi Avon, Vaisha Hitisos Avon, is an extra posik at the end of the Sota process, which doesn't seem to make so much sense. The posik says, and the man will be absolved from sin, and the woman will bear her sin. Now, I understand what means that once she drinks and she blows up, the woman will bear her sin. But what's the first line? And the husband will be absolved. What will he be absolved from? So Chazal understand it say is, means that he'll be absolved, that it'll be an indication that he never had relations with her 
after stira. It means that if a man is absolved from sin and did not live with her, then then the waters are effective to check his wife. If the woman, if the man is not absolved from sin because he did have relations with her after stira, then so we're back to our question. So therefore, what does it mean the same way as the water checks out who is the Oisoi? It cannot be the husband. So he says, okay, you're right. You know who it's referring to? It's referring to the bowl, the paramour. The same deleterious effect that the water is going to have on her, simultaneously the waters will have on him. Who's the him? Boyle. The bowl, the paramour. So he has a question like this, just in terms of uniformity of the Mishnah. The Mishnah, at the end of the Mishnah, teaches us that there's halachas that apply to the boil. So we say, that it teaches that, that kina and stira, the same way it prohibits to the husband, echad lebal, it also prohibits to the boil. She becomes osir also in the boil. For some reason, if she doesn't drink, she can't run off now and get married to the boil. Now there it uses the word boil. Echad lebal, echad lebal. So it means the one wants to know if in the ratio it's referring to the boil as well. Why not use the same word? In, in, instead of leaving it in a way which it's not clear what it meant, it should say, Keshem Shamayim Boitkin Oisah, Kachamayim Boitkin Es Haboil. The same way as in the Sefer you used, Echad lebal, the Echad lebal. Why in the ratio don't you use the word boil specifically? And then we wouldn't be having any of this discussion. Then teach it the same way as it's taught in the Sefer. Simona says that's not a kasha. It does refer to the boil. But there is a uniformity that's being kept here. The Tana of the Mishnah, he wants to keep congruency. When you say, the pronoun osa, what matches with the pronoun osa? And osa, that's why I use the word osa. In the Sefer, when it says, the the corresponding pronoun is Boel. So each one is being congruent within the uh, 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 corresponding pronoun. So Reisha, I did a Tani Oso, in the Reisha, since it uses the word Keshem Shemayim, but it can Oso, Tani Oisoi. Sefer, I did a Tani, that it's Asura Lebaal, so therefore Tani also, the opposite of that, which is Boel. But in both cases, whether it's Oisoi or the Boel, it's referring to the same person as referring to the Boel. All right. Then the Mishnah said like this. The Mishnah said, how do you know? What's the Pasuk that teaches us the Rebuy that the waters are effective not only for her, but the waters also have an impact on him. Now no, that we know it means the bow. How do we know it? So Rabbi Akiva said, Shenemar Uba'u Uba'u. What the one I was going to want to know, what is the drosha? Because it happens to be the words uvo'u appear three times in the parsha of Soto. But we want to know, is Rabbi Akiva focusing on the redundancy of the word uvo'u? Or is he talking about the additional prefix of the vav? What teaches us the additional drosha that uvah mayim ha'ma'arim, that the waters penetrate into her and him as well? Is it from the extra vav? Or is it from the redundancy because the word uba'u is repeated? That's what I was trying to clarify. Iba'ilu, the Bnei Yeshiva had the following shayla. Ba'u uba'u ka'amar, from the extra vav. Is it the ba'u, which teaches us one din, and uba'u, the extra vav, or, or maybe not uba'u uba'u, 
Ovo, the fact that Ovo is written multiple times. That's what's teaching it to us. That's well, Ka'amar. Maybe that's what it is. So the Gemara says, I'll prove to you what Rabbi Akiva holds. It means the Shaila is, is Rabbi Akiva darshaning extra Vavim, or is he darshaning that redundancy in the word? Says the Gemara, if you keep reading in the Mishnah, there's another halacha that's taught over there. The halacha teaches us the same way as she, through her defilement, becomes Asura to the uh, to the Baal, also she becomes Asura to the Baal. Right? And how do we know it? So Toshima, come and listen. Because it says, Keshem Shasura Lebaal, Kach Asura Lebaal, Shenemar, Now the Gemara right now assumes, what does that mean? That Rabbi Akiva, who is the author of that Third, still the first part of the Mishnah, is darshaning the extra Vav. So just as over there he's darshaning the extra Vav, it makes sense that in the earlier passage of Bo Uvo, what's he darshaning? He's also darshaning the extra Vav. So when it says like this, it's not really an answer. Because how do you know when it says the case of Nitma of a Nitma, how do you know that he's darshaning the extra Vav? The word Nitma also appears multiple times in the Parsha. So maybe he's darshaning the extra One says Im Nitma, and the other one says Ven so it's not nitma or nitma with the extra vav. Maybe it's the multiple times that it mentions the words nitma. So adain to boy aloch to boy. You could still have the shaila. The gears of the bach are going to go with. Maybe it's nitma the nitma kamar. It's the extra vav. Oh, maybe it's im nitma the nitma, and it's not from the extra vav. It's actually from the redundancy of the word nitma. So the same shaila you're clearing by uvo'u, you could also ask the shaila by the nitma. Says the Gemara, no, you can't declare the Shail of Ivanitma. Because in our Mishnah, Rabbi Akiva learns out, he says very specifically, he says, how do you know Kashem Shasur Lebal Asur Because he says, it says, Nitma of Comes along Rebbe in our Mishnah and disagrees with him. What does Rebbe disagree? We're going to see in a moment. Rebbe holds the drush is not from Nitma of Nitma. He holds the drush is because the word Nitma is written multiple times. Clearly, you see that what does Rebbe Akiva hold? It's from the extra Vav. So, in by the case of Nitma, it must be the extra mm-hmm. vavs, and the case uvo'u must also be from the extra vav. That's what the Gemara is about to say. The Gemara says like this. So says the Gemara Tashema, Medektani Sefer, since the second half of the Mishnah, where we have the, uh, the, the, the opinion of Rebbe that disagrees with Rabbi Akiva. It says, Rebbe Omer, Shnei Pa'omim Amurim B'Parsha. It's from the two times that, that it's multiple times that it says in the Parsha, V'nitma'o, V'nitma. That's how you know, Echid Lebav, Echid Lebav. Michlal, from there we can infer, to Rabbi Akiva, Vavi Kadarish, that Rabbi Akiva is learning it out from the extra Vav, Nitma'o, V'nitma'o. And therefore, therefore also, Uba'u, Uva'u, we also learn how it must be coming from the extra Vav. See, Darshan's extra Vav. Now what the Gemara is going to do is the following. And one is going to teach us that the words uvo'u actually appears three times in the parasha of Sota. And each time it's written with the extra vav, which comes out that according to Rabbi Akiva, there needs to be six drushas here. Each time it says uvo'u, it's for one for a purpose, and the uvo'u is for another purpose. So you have six drushas to be learned out over here. What exactly are the six drushas that are going to be learned? The Gemara is going to delineate. Now Rashi brings down over here that that the that what are the, without the vavim? What are the three drushas that are going to be learned? Is actually what we're going to see. Rebbe learns the three drushas for. But basically, I'm going to speak it out. You can take a look if you want to look at the psukim with the Torah or exactly which one goes for which. 
rich, but the three concepts that are going to be taught over here are the following. The first drasha, the, 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 and, and, and Rashi goes in a different order than the order of the Gemara because he follows the order of the Psukim. But one is that there's an instruction, Uvohamayim, that the waters have been instructed, they've been empowered by a Kodesh Baruch Hu, that, that's a tzivoy, that the waters should have the effect that they should have. That's the one uvol. The second uvol is telling Klal Yisrael is that if you follow the process the way you're supposed to do it exactly, you're supposed to do it, then it's, it's telling them that you can be assured that the nace will happen the way it's supposed to happen. Right, that's the, uh, so one is the tzivoy, one is called the asiyah. The asiyah is the process, that if Nisrael follow the process the way they're supposed to, it'll happen. And the third one is yadiya. The third one, as explained by Rashi, is that even though in the curse, in the curse it says, we had this before in Daftes, but in the curse it tells us that what ha- what'll happen is the stomach of the woman, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, thighs of the woman will fall away and her stomach will extend and explode in the curse in the actual uh, uh, what act- in actuality what happens is it's the other way around it's the water extend the, the 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 belly extends and explodes and then the thighs fall away and as the more explain a duff test the reason for that is as follows in the curse the Kohen tells her that the, that she's being cursed by way of the pleasure she received and therefore, since the pleasure starts with a thigh and then extends to the belly, so that's the way the curse is expressed. However, in the actuality, it follows the path of the water. And since the path of the water goes the belly first and then the thighs, that's why the impact on the belly happened before the thighs. Why do you need a special pasuk to tell her that? So that she, not even for a moment, anybody should be motzi las, not for a moment, anyone should think that the waters are not being effective and they're not doing what they're supposed to do, and it's a different reason that this is happening. Because the curse switches it around, so therefore there's a special notification that even though the curse is switching around, you should know what actually is going to happen is it's going to be belly first and then the thighs. So that's the three times it says uvo'u. What is Ramona going to say Yakiva does with the extra vav to tell me that not only are these three the, the, the instruction to the water, the uh, the commitment to Bnei Yisrael if they do the process correctly, and three the notification of the way it's actually going to take place. The extra vav says that it's for the husband uh, for the not the husband for the paramour as well. That all three things are true for the paramour as well. The water's being instructed not only for the woman but also for the boel. That Bnei Yisrael are being guaranteed that the process is going to work not only for the Isha, but for the Boel. And through there has to be a notification. The same thing's going to happen with the Boel, that he also is going to be belly first and then the thighs. That's going to have the Boel. That's how Rebbe is going to learn. So let's see this side. So says the Gemara like this. <coughs> so says the Gemara, Yelkach, Rebbe Akiva, Shisa Kroik Sivi. There are going to be now six drushes that have to be expounded. Chad The one Uvoa is for the instruction to the water. L'tzavoa dida, for her. That the water has been instructed, this is what you have to do to the woman. Chad that's the extra vav. That's in Chad day that that's what you're going to have to do for the man, the boil. 
the instruction to Klai Yisrael that if they follow the right process, this is what's going to happen to her. Chad, the extra vav is la'asiyah diday, that that's also going to happen to the boil. Chad le'yediyah, the notification that the, the way it's actually going to happen is belly first. That's the daughter to teach that's going to happen to her. But chad is the notification to notify le'yediyah diday that the same thing is going to take place for the boil, the same instruction, that the same notification that's going to be belly first and then the thighs. So therefore, it comes out, those are the six drushes according to Rabbi Akiva. And the Rebbe, who doesn't darshan vavim, so he only has three. What does he do? The three basic psukim. Chad the instruction of the water. Chad the process that Klai Yisrael are guaranteed if they follow the process that the miracle is going to happen. But Chad and one is for the notification that even though the curse had, had uh, thigh before belly, but it's going to be belly before thigh. Asks the Gemara, since Rabbi Akiva doesn't darshan six droshes here, and he's only darshaning three, because he doesn't darshan the Vav, so Rabbi Kashem Shamayim Boitkin Oiso, Kach Boitkin Oiso, Oisoi, Minole, how does he know the concept that not only are the waters going to be effective for the woman, but they're also going to be effective for the boil as well? Where does he learn it from? So says the Gemara that the one posuk that we said was for the instru- uh, for for the notification that it's going to be stomach then belly. That verse Rebbe uses actually to tell me. In addition, we're going to see is also to tell me that the man is going to suffer the same effect. The boil is going to suffer the same effect. Nafkale miratanya litzvos button v'lanpil yorech. That the pasuk of Litzvah's button, Lantel Yorech, that pasuk is not going on the woman's belly and the thighs of the woman, but actually that pasuk is going on the man's. Says the Bitnova Yerecha shall boil. That's going on the paramour's stomach and, bell, and, and thighs. So, uh, uh, so that's what it's saying. Bitnova Yerecha shall boil. Ata Omer, Bitnova Yerecha shall boil. How do you know that? asks the Gemara. How do you know it's going on the, the, the anatomy of the man? Maybe it's going on the Sota herself. It says, says Rebbe, no, because we have another Pasuk. The Pasuk says, that her stomach will extend. That's clearly going, that's going on the woman. That's the one that's going on the, on the bowl. Says the. How does he you know all three? So, no, not, that, that means, see, that's, this, the, that's the concept. That's the b- bottom line. Each time. So, says the Gemara like this. So, says the Gemara, well, one second. Uh, according to, uh, if, 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 uh, what about according to, to, uh, to Rabbi Akiva now? If according to Rabbi, that he says, since you have another posseg that says by the woman that what happens to her is her, th- her, her belly falls away and then her thighs fall away, you already have that. And so you have this posseg over here that's, in, that's not list, listed in the Lashon cave, and it's talking about that this is what's going to happen to the man. So according to Rekiva, what is he? Why, why doesn't he use that posseg? For Idach, Says the Gemara, what about Rabbi Akiva? He says, no, that Pasuk I already need. I need that Pasuk to tell me for the notification. Remember we said that because since the curses, it was 
uh, belly, it was thigh and belly. So therefore, you need to notify the woman uh, and and also the man that it's going to happen the other way around. So the idach ahul the modela kohen the betem bereish of hadayera. That pasuk is needed. Lanpil litzvos baten ve lanpil yorech is needed to for the notification. To teach me that it's going to be bet and beresh of ahadayerach shalolotzi lazalamayim that no one should uh, cast any aspersions on the efficacy of the water almayim amarim veidach what about Rabbi what does what does Rabbi Yehuda a Rebbe do with that he also needs that for so he says like this he says that if the pasuk was only coming to teach me that the woman is being notified that this is the, going to be the correct order, then it should have lit, lit, lit it as if it's speaking to directly for the woman. And how should it have spoken about directly for the woman? It should have used it in a female okay. firm. So the fact that it never said bitno yerecha, so therefore, why does it say my beten v'yerech, shma mino l'boel, it's come to teach me that this is what's going to happen to the boel. So says the Gemara, well, one second, that according to Rebbe, maybe that's all the Pasuk is coming to teach me. It's coming to teach me to notify you that this is what's going to happen to the boil, that he's going to suffer the same uh, demise as the female. How does Rebbe know that there is an instruction? How do you learn from there as well that there's an instruction to the woman that she that that what's going to happen to her it's going to be belly then thigh so maybe it's only coming to tell you that this happens to the man as well how do you know about the the, the notification that the woman should not have any aspersions so if it's only for the purpose of telling what happens to the man then why didn't it write it in the mail so the why is it right so according to Rebbe, basically, the fact that Torah ra- write, writes it, it doesn't write bitno and yerecho, and it doesn't write bitno and yerecho, uh, bit, uh, bit, uh, bit or bitna v'yerecho, is to teach me two things over here. One, it's to teach me that what happens to the woman happens to the man. But the fact that never said it specifically as the man in the, in the, in the, is also teach me that this also can be used for the notification that the, that the woman is being notified that uh, that this is going to happen to the belly and then it's going to happen to the thigh and not the other way around as, as was in the curse. Rabbi Kiva, just, uh, All right. Rabbi Kiva learns from the extra vavim. He learns the, the, the same Rabbi, thing. Rabbi, Rabbi, what does he do with this puzzle? No, Rabbi Kiva used the puzzle for, only for the notification. He for, only for the notification. Right. Okay. So we said that, that uh, Rabbi Zechariah also darshan the same way as as, as Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Zachariah darshaned it as well. Now the Gemara is going like this. The Gemara is going on the pasuk of Nitma'ah. So it said Nitma'ah for Nitma'ah. So we said according to Rabbi Akiva, it's to teach me that just as the defilement answers her from the uh, the, the husband, it also answers her from the bowl. So the Gemara brings down a bride. So Tan Rabbanon. Shalosh pe'amim ha'murim be'parsha. That three times it says in the parsha that it says uh, uh, the words nitma'ah. One it says im nitma'ah. The other time it says nitma'ah. And then it says ven nitma'ah. Lama. Why do I need this? Now this seems to be going more like Rabbi, Rabbi, Rabbi than going like Rabbi Akiva. But why do you need the three nitma'ahs in the parsha? So echad labal. One is that the, her defilement prohibits her from the husband until she drinks. Echad labal. One is that her defilement will prohibit her 
from the boel until she drinks. It means if she drinks and she is absolved and then she gets divorced, she would be allowed to go marry the boel. But it means until she drinks, she'd be also to the bow. So it's, a, it's talking about the mind bitterness. So that's what we're focusing on. We're right. Nitmo is going on. Not going on that point. Nitmo, we're talking about here. The echad truma, and one is to teach me that until she drinks, if she is a bas kohen, she's living with her husband, or she's an aishas kohen, she's living with her husband, or living with her father, she is no longer allowed to eat until she drinks. The, she's not allowed to eat truma. Divrei Rabbi Akiva. Now it's interesting because going Rabbi Akiva, and we have to see if it gets into that a little bit because Rabbi Akiva dash and the extra vav. But anyway, we'll see. Now, I'm a Rabbi Yishmael. Rabbi Yishmael's response, now the Yishmael's response to Rabbi Akiva is not today's daf, it's going to be tomorrow, doesn't seem to be anything to do with what Rabbi Akiva said. Rabbi Akiva just said, one of the nitma'os teach me, what? Truma. Can't eat truma. Look at Rabbi Yishmael's response. Because there's kalva chomer, there should be a kalva chomer over here. Uma grusha, we know that if a woman uh, was a bas kohen, and then she goes and gets married to a Yisroel, she stops eating truma. Right. If he divorces her, she can no longer marry a Kohen, but without children, she can still go back to her father's house and she continues to eat Truma. She says, Ma Grusha, Shemuteres le Truma, is allowed to eat Truma when there are no children. Nevertheless, she now forever becomes a Surah to the Kohuna. Zu, the Sota, Shasura Betruma, who's not allowed to eat Truma, ain't a dinch about Shasura Lakuna. For sure should be Asura to the Kahuna. Okay, so, uh, th- so what exactly Rabbi Yishmael sees in Rabbi Akiva's words that he has to make this Kalvachomer, the Gemara is going to understand. All Rabbi Akiva said is one of the Nitma'az are that you can't eat Truma. Comes along, Rabbi Shmuel says, there should be a kavachomer between a sota and a grusha. Grusha that is allowed to eat truma is also to a kohen, so sota that is can't eat truma for sure should be also. It doesn't seem to fit. The response doesn't seem to be going anything with Rabbi Akiva. The Gemara will deal with this tomorrow. So, but now the Gemara has another question. If you take a look in the, in the uh, initial psukim of sota, it's a very difficult uh, understanding of the psukim. The Pasuk says like this. The Pasuk starts and it says that uh, what's the exact reading of the Pasuk over here? For some reason, whenever I need the Torah or Shalom in this, sec- this type of Gemara, it never brings it down well. But if you take a look over here, it brings down in the psukim, in the initial psukim of, of sota, it says v'ahishka im nitma'ah Right, So it seems like this: if she was nitma'ah, gives well, that's one side, right? If she's nitma'ah, and then it says, and if she was not nitma'ah, but it like seems like it's a definitive statement: if she's nitma'ah, then this is what you do, and if she's not nitma'ah, so the Gemara wants to know: doesn't the initial art? I just want to read it to you exactly. Let me just see. I oh, have the wrong section here. Um, let it start off. Here, uh, in Pasuk, Bamid Bar Hei Pasuk Yedalad, it says, V'avar alav ruach hakanos, that he, he got jealous, he, the, the spirit of jealousy came upon him. V'kines ishto, and he warned his wife. V'hi nitma'ah. Now, v'hi nitma'ah implies that what? And she did defile herself. O'avar alav ruach hakanos, or perhaps he became jealous of V'kines ishto, v'hi lo nitma'ah, and she didn't defile herself. So, he wants to know Miman of Shach. If she defiled herself, she doesn't drink soda anyway. Because if she defiled herself, the three either, and we know through either eight echot or two eidim, 
She doesn't drink. And if we know that she didn't defile herself, she also doesn't drink sota. So what does it mean, these two statements, vehi nitma'a, vehi lo nitma? That's really what the moral. How do you understand the pasuk? What does it mean, vehi nitma'a, vehi lo nitma? That's really what's bothering the moral. So it sounds like it's a definitive statement. It says the moral like this. This has nothing to do with the nitma's from before. The fact that Shalosh Pa'am, that's different. The moral is now an independent statement. The moral says, what does it mean, vehi nitma'a, or vehi lo nitma? Im nitma'a, if you know definitively that she did drink, Shalama Shosa, that she did defile herself, I'm sorry, then why should she drink? And if you know definitively that she did not defile herself, Shalama Mashka, then what's the purpose of giving her to drink? So it says the more like this, is that im nitma lo nitma is just the way that the Torah is writing, that that's the suffix. It means that that's the balance of it. We're not sure was it im nitma or lo nitma. Magid l'cha kosov sha suffix asura. That really the reason why it's written in such a way, what's that? Nothing to do with truma. It's telling you that a suffix situation by sota, we look at it as im nitma until it's clarified what status do you give it? You give it a status that we assume that there was a nitma. That's why it's verb that that means a suffix sota is considered to be vada nitma until you know otherwise. I mean, it's guilty until a proven innocent. That's what the reason why it writes it im nitma in such a way. And the Gemara says over here, and from here you can make a kalvachomer for all other tumas. Now, this exact, I just, this, this, uh, there's different interpretations here in the Rishonim, but what the Gemara is about to say over here is that the fact that the Torah calls the case of Sota Tumah. That's, that's really not the right term to be used. Tumah and Tahara is not really a, a, an Arias term. Tumah and Tahara is really a term of, 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 uh, of, of laws of, 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 of Taharos. Not laws, but the Torah calls it nitma'ah. So from here, there's an indication that you should apply some of the things that you're learning out from the laws of Sota to all regular dinim of Tumah and Tahara, which allows us to make the following Kalva Chomer. Most Rishonim learn that this Kalva Chomer is only it's like the, it's, it's just a, uh, a tool that the Chachomim are using, but it's not the actual source. It's actually Halacha Moshe Misenai, because the Kalva Chomer actually, there's Pirchas on it. You could really ask Kashas on it, which we'll see if we get to today. But what is the, uh, what is the, 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 the Kalva Chomer? Mikana Tadan Lesheretz. Now, Sheretz is just an example of Tumah and Tahara. But what do you, what's the, what do you learn out to the laws of Sheretz? Ma sota shalo asa ba shoga kamezing. The din of sota, infidelity, the iser ashes ish, is you don't say that shogig is like mazid. Means mazid is where you do something with intent, with awareness. Shogig, Rashi brings down a case where if you have two couples that went to sleep in a room, in a dark room, and then uh, inadvertently the hu- one husband went and slept with the other one's wife and they, <laughs> they switched over without realizing, they don't become asr. Because the dinim of, 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 uh, uh, of Sota is only where, where she's amazing, not where it happens, Beshogeg. And also, you don't say on in this Kirotzon, force. If she's raped, it also doesn't create a problem of Sota as if it would be if she would do, do so on her own uh, free will, right? So, by Sota, you have the exclusion of Shogeg, you have the exclusion of Mazid. Tumma, Sheretz, there is no such exclusion. If there's been contact with a Sheretz, whether it was accidental, whether it was forced upon the, the, the recipient, right. in all cases, the contact creates Tumma. Mm-hmm. So, in that way, Sheretz is more Chamur. 
than Tumma, right? Because you don't have the exclusion of Shogeg and Onus. So therefore, so we don't give the status of Shogeg like Mezid and Onus Karotson. And nevertheless, it has a tremendous Chumrah that when there's a Sofeg, you deal with it as it is. Vadai nitma'o. Sheretz. Sha'asaba shayga kamezid. That you don't make those distinctions. Any contact is considered to be tome. And you don't have an exam- exemption of onus. It's always karatsan, whether it's on purpose or whether it's done with free will, with free will or not. It makes no difference. So, eno din. So, would it not be a kava chomer? Sha'asaba sofeg. Kavadai, that if you have a suffix, was there contact with the sherets? Was there not contact with the sherets? Did the person touch the sherets? Did the loaf of bread touch the sherets? In all cases, what should be the ruling? Vadai, we have to assume that it did touch the sherets, the kalvachomer from Sota. Umimakam shabasa. And now, since you're learning this stringency from Sota, you have to look at the source. Because there is, you know, it doesn't apply in all scenarios. Sota, the typical case of Sota, is in Rishus HaYochid. Now the terminology of Rishus HaYochid is different than the case of Shabbos. Shabbos has its own status of what's a Rishus HaYochid, what's a Rishus HaRabim. By Sota, Rishus HaYochid means two people or less. And what's Rishus HaRabim? More than two people. So therefore, so Ma uh, Sota, Rishus HaYochid, that it's only if you have two or less. So Avshar so too, the suffix being vadai, the suffix that you say is vadai is only if it occurs with having two or less people there. But if the suffix occurs with more than two people there, it's considered to be a rishos harabim, and the stringency of suffix vadai will not apply. So therefore, avsheret rishos hayochid. What does that mean? That means as follows. That means if somebody came into contact with a, sh- a suffolk, did he touch the shirts or not? And there's 20 people standing around, we will not say that suffolk is kavadai because the swara of suffolk kavadai is only said like it is in the case of sota, where you don't have people around. Not me if so there we go, the suffolk would be lakula in such a case. We wouldn't go lakumra. Uh, uh, sota Okay, that's why I'm telling you that the Gemara says Allah Hamash Misina because there's a pircha on the Kalva Chomer. That exactly is what the pircha is. That there's Reglaim Ladover over there. I'm not getting into it. So says the Gemara like this. And the other thing that you see by Sota is as well. Sota, you're dealing with human beings that have das. It involves human beings that have das lishol. Das lishol means that if you would believe one of them, you could ask them what happened. So therefore, this din that you go lechumra. Sofik is the is only where it involves with someone there with Dasli Shoil. But if you don't have Dasli Shoil, if it's like involved objects without people, you would not say the Khumra of Sota. So to by Sheretz, it only applies where the Sofik is involving, where there's a person a, a above Bar Mitzvah age that there's Dasli Shoil. But if it involves an object or a minor, and even if it is Rashusa Yochid, but there is no Dasli Shoil over there, mm-hmm. you cannot imply the Khumra of Sota. <laughs> and you won't go Sofeg Lechumra, you'll have to say Sofeg Lekula. That's the second point that's being brought out over here. Uma Sota, Dzdavar Shiyesh Bodas Lishoel, that's involving human beings that have the capacity to be questioned. Avsheret, it's only Lechumra if it's Dover Shiyesh Bodas Lishoel. So Mikan Amru, based on these rules, the Chachamim came out with the following rules. Mikan Dover Shiyesh Bodas Lishoel. If it's Davashesh Bodan involving a human being that can be questioned, 
and it's Bershus HaYochid, and it's with less than three people involved, then only on that case you're going to say Sveika Tomei. But if it is a Rishus Rabim, if it's in a Rishus Rabim, it means that there's three or more people around when the Suffolk Maga, the Suffolk of contact, did you touch a shirts or not, it'll be Sveika Tohor. And also, if it, what happens if it's She'ein Bodasli Show, that it only involves an animal, an object, the Suffolk of, of, of uh, the Sheretz, but it did not involve any human being being there at the time. So therefore, Ein Bodasli Show, even if it's a Rishus HaYochid, Bein Rishus HaYochid, Bein Rishus HaRabim, it will be Sveika Tor. So this is the rule throughout Shas. We always come across it. Safik Tumar Bashus Ayachid is Sveika Tome. Safik Tumar Bashus Arabim is Sveika Tahor. But only time you say Safik Bashus Ayachid is Sveika Tome if it's Yeshbo Dazli Shah. But if it's Ainbo Dazli Shah, there's no person that can be questioned, then you're going to say Sveika is. Tahor. There's a big tosis over here. It's a very Yisotis. The we don't have time to get into it. I just wanted to go back to one point we made up over here. Rashi talked about that when the waters check the man are effective is only if the man did not have menukame avon. He is not absol- he's absolved from sin. Rashi said specifically, what sin are we referring to? Having had relations with the woman after the stira, the Rambam learns that the man could not have, he has not had any prohibited relationship in his life. That the waters will only be effective is if him. That the waters will only be effective for her if the man is menuka me'avon. Is that he's never done any avera in terms of having relations with somebody he should not have had. That's how the Rambam learns menuka me'avon. Not specifically talking about the iser of tashmish la'achar. That's how the that's the that's how the Rambam learns the pasuk la'aloch. And the Rishonim they all deal with that issue. Okay, gentlemen, have a good day.